Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. The choices other people make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight to the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Hello and greetings from Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Life and the choices we make. So, this will be my weekend rant, uh, second weekend in January, but I'm also going to post this on YouTube. It's Friday night, uh, January 12th, and I am coming up on one year anniversary of my podcast, and I want to thank everybody who has listened, supported me, who had been a guest. Uh, It's been a a, a wild, unimaginable ride that, you know, I belong to a couple of podcast communities and one of them tell you that there's a high percentage of podcasters that start a podcast that do not make it through the first year. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of money involved, a lot of work. And uh, people think it's just easy to get a microphone and some software and you pay, uh, or sometimes you don't pay. Uh, There are some platforms out there. I think Spotify is one of them where you can, do everything for free, I think. I Don't quote me on that. Um, I, I don't know what kind of quality audio you get or whatever, but the point is, is that podcasting, while it's a passion of mine, uh, it's not as easy as I thought it would be. One year ago today, I was angry and bitter about a breakup that I had gone through. and. I am a very open and honest and vulnerable and blunt person. And I, which and sometimes that gets me in a lot of trouble. Uh, I sometimes say things, what's that expression? You say things before you think, or you, so I don't think before I open my mouth. And that has gotten me in a lot of trouble over the years. Um, And you think if you go on to a podcast, you might be a little filtered. I'm not filtered on this podcast whatsoever. Um, I I, I wasn't going to come on tonight and do an episode. 
because I'm honestly in a very bad mood. And I don't know why. It's Friday night. I've had a long work week. I'm done. I am home. We are, I'm up in the Northeast and we're going to get this really bad storm tonight. So I'm hunkered down in my home. Uh, all I have to do when I'm done with this is I can crawl into bed and watch some TV and relax and eat a chocolate bar, basically, or a cookie. If you guys follow me, you know that's sometimes what I do. Uh, but there's something bothering me. And, and I think I know what it is. And I don't think it's just one thing. I think it's several things. And to go back to what I just said about being unfiltered, there have been already on this podcast alone, I have already said things that I should not have said, or at least that was what was said to me or told to me. This last relationship that spawned this podcast that I was in, I was constantly apologizing. I was always in the doghouse, always trying to please her, always chasing her and people, well, not people pleasing, pleasing, trying to please her. And, and this went on for two and a half years, almost three, where I would be on my knees begging for forgiveness for something that I don't even know if I did wrong. If you know some of my story, you know that most of my relationships, when they ended, I jumped right into another one without giving any, without pausing and reflecting about why that relationship ended. What part did I play in that relationship ending? I would always either point the finger. Um, I would think if I just jump back on a dating app, I'd find the next woman and just plow through. Just next, like turning a page in a book. And that doesn't work. It hasn't worked. If you listen to any of my episodes, I have been doing that for 25 years. I've only been married one time, and that lasted seven years. And I'm grateful for that marriage because I got from that marriage two wonderful grown men now, who, of which one has my grandchildren. And then I had another civil union, which produced another child. So I, I've had, while some of these relationships were not healthy or, or, or they didn't last very long, Although I would say the marriage was seven years and the second relationship where I was like a civil union was almost 10 years. But after that, they were diminished. They would go one year and then next would be 18 months and then next would be two years and the next would be six months. And then then I would play around a little bit. I'm not much of a player. I don't I don't do friends with benefits. I don't do one night stands. I was always looking for love, companionship, long-term. Like I want to be committed to somebody and have them commit to me. 
And I thought I found that in my last relationship. And shame on me because, uh, you know, there's a, 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 a series on Netflix called uh, Fool Me Once. Great show. It's a limited series. Take, take a watch. Take, take a look if, you, if you're interested. But fool me once, you know. And so the point I'm getting at here is that after that relationship ended and spawned this podcast, I had to stop dating. I had to stop pursuing a romantic partner relationship because none of them were working. Yeah, I did go on a dozen dates in the past year. I needed to. I had to get out of the house. I had to meet. I also I also had to have content for the podcast because the podcast is about relationships, healthy, toxic, gaslighting, narcissism, the do's and don'ts. It, 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 it encompasses anything and everything about relationships, good and bad. So I had, I, so while I have 25 years plus experience in, in, in relationships in the dating world, as you probably are well aware of, it has changed tremendously. The, the modern dating culture is just upside down. It is, I, I got to, if I'm going to post this on YouTube, I got to keep it clean. Uh, so I got to be a little filtered here, but I, basically I'm going to try not to curse. <sighs> I lost my train of thought there. So I let, let's get back to why I'm in a bad mood. Um, and what I'm about to say, probably I shouldn't say. Back to sometimes I open my mouth. I went on a date several weeks ago with somebody that I really enjoyed. And so did she. To the point where at the end of the date, there was, we'd like to do this again. And over the next couple of days, we were making plans for our second date through texting and phone calls. And But the night of that date, I came back home and I jumped on here and I did one of my weekend rants. And I, I told the audience all about that date in, in a positive way because it was a great date. Uh, I'm not going to get into specifics. If you want to go go back two weekends, uh, it was a week New Year's Eve weekend rant. What happened was this date. I'm going to be very vague about this because this date did not appreciate that I came back that night and I jumped on the podcast and that I talked about our date. And it took me a whole week because she she ultimately texted me a couple of days later and said that she was not 
she was ceasing communication with me. She was upset that I aired our private date. By the way, I didn't mention her name. I didn't mention where she lives. Everybody knows that this is called the Anonymous Andrew Podcast. Even my anonymity, anonymity, I try to keep limited. I mean, I'm sure if you Google me, you could find something information about me. Uh, but for, for the most part, nobody knows where I live. Nobody knows my last name. Nobody knows any other detail other than what I've already exposed or told you. But this woman had a problem with what I did that night. And I felt sorry, genuinely sorry that I did that on one hand. Because maybe I should have asked her, hey, listen, I had a great time tonight. She knew I had a podcast. And I should have texted her and said, would you be okay if I went on and talked about our day tonight. And she might've said, yeah, just, but don't talk about this, this, and this. I don't know. It never happened. I never asked and I'll never know. But on the other hand, I have been people pleasing for 25 or God, maybe all my life. I always looking for somebody's, acceptance or likeness or they will accept me or like me or love me or people pleasing right what is people pleasing it's, it's trying to be nice to everybody so they like you and that's what i did in my last relationship and i think she got tired of it and you know i i bought her flowers and i gifts and I cooked her things and I and I took her places and and I was always trying to make her happy never once realizing that I was miserable inside because I wasn't she wasn't reciprocating and and I and I've said this before she did many things for me she she was very crafty she would make things for me with her hands she was she would make she she decorated my apartment she bought appliances for my kitchen. So I'm not going to say that she never contributed to the relationship or, or, or reciprocated things, but emotionally I never got back what I put into it. And when I decided to take one year off from relationships, not dating. Okay. Cause I did go on some dates out of, out of maybe those 12, to 15 dates that I went on this past year. I think there was only one or two that went to a second date, but that was it. We didn't go on. We didn't go further because I wasn't ready. I was not ready to, you know, they go on first date. You like it. You go on a second date and you like that. Then you get a third date, and now you're on a roll. So if you start dating somebody, one person, where does that lead to? It leads to a relationship, possibly, ultimately, maybe. And that's what I was trying to not do, 
is get back into another relationship. As much as I wanted to because my heart was hurting, my ego was bruised, I I, I felt no self-respect, and I figured if I could find another woman and, and I could forget about the last woman, no, I took a year off and I sat in my SHIT. I sat in it for a year. I needed to learn how to be by myself. It's freaking Friday night. And I'm sitting home because there's some storm coming and they're telling everybody to stay off the roads. We're getting like two inches of rain or something. And then in two days after that, we're getting some snow, another storm with snow. If you guys know anything, you know I hate the winter and I hate where I live in the Northeast and I want to go to Florida. But for the, for the time being, I'm stuck here for now. I got a good job. I got family up here. I got my grandkids up here. So I'm, I'm, I'm staying here for now, but my, my goal is to get out of this suburban nightmare that I'm in and, and go down to Florida. Um, So why why am I in a bad mood? I never really answered that. I don't know. I, I just came home. I had dinner. Um, um, I'm doing something that probably is a good thing on one hand and, and bad on the other hand. The ex-girlfriend was a Latina. And, I w- and when I was younger, in my teenage years, I had visited South America. And she's from South America. And I had learned Spanish because I had visited South America in my teens as a, as a student exchange. I was fortunate enough to go down as a student in South America. I'm just going to leave it at that. And I visited several countries down there. And I learned Spanish at 15 years old. I was, I, and, and I also took French in high school. So I was trilingual. I, I was very good in foreign languages. But when I came back and went to college, that's when my alcohol and my drug career took off. And being dumb and naive and young, I didn't realize that I had this great gift of speaking three languages and that I should keep it up. That that could help me in my future life, my career if you could speak three languages, it opens up so many doors and so many careers. Uh, especially today, look look at look at all any resumes or job postings. You know, if you're bilingual, it's a plus. So anyway, I forgot how to speak Spanish, and when I met the Latina three and a half something years ago, she admired that I wanted to relearn Spanish. Now, it was in there, but 40 years ago. So I picked up an app, and I and I started learning Spanish again. Uh, what I didn't realize is that 40 years of drug use and alcohol use fry several veins. I mean, I, I know that that's what happened, but I, I really had to start learning Spanish from scratch. There were phrases and certain grammar uh, 
things that I knew about the Spanish language, but I really had to start from scratch. So anyway, the point is, is that I'm taking Spanish lessons again. And I'm doing that also at my age because I have read and been told that in order to keep the brain sharp and to possibly, what's the word, stave off Alzheimer's or stave off dementia or any type of brain malady is to learn something new and keep the brain functioning. So I'm learning Spanish. So I, I, I think I brought that up because when I came home tonight and I had dinner, then I had, I do at least an hour a day of Spanish. I do a half hour, 45 minutes in the morning. Um, I do it in the evening. And if I have time during lunch, I will, whatever. So the, the point is, is I have to squeeze in my day. I work eight to five. I go to AA meetings. And then I have this podcast. And of course I have a family. I got two of my sons who live still near me. And I like to see them often. Somewhere in there, I got to put these Spanish lessons in there. Um, but so I came home tonight and I had dinner and I did my Spanish lesson and I'm going to point that way because that's where my room is. I was going to go just crawl into bed and put on Netflix and tune out. But I was, I was sitting here just checking some of my emails and, uh, doing some podcast stuff booking guests and whatever. And this feeling of anger came over me and discontent. And I, the first thought was Friday nights, I usually do my weekend rant. And I said, Oh, I probably shouldn't do a weekend rant if I'm, if I'm not in a good mood. And then I said, why not? Usually on the weekends, and and if I and if I can do it, I can probably pull it up. On the weekends, I read reviews. I don't think I can pull it up here. I read reviews. Um, if somebody leaves a new review on Apple, I I like to read them for you. Um, and I'm up to almost fifty reviews, and I think I got some more reviews. Uh. I forget why I mentioned that. And now I'm having difficulty multitasking right now. Uh, if I can find my podcast. That's not even the podcast. Okay. Anyway, uh, if, if, I could, if I could find them. Actually, I think I just found it. Yeah. You know, I I could also go off on a rant about technology. I have the iPhone 13 and I went to upgrade it last week. I went to my carrier and they said, oh, no, you got 18 more months on your contract. And I said, what does that mean? Well, you'd have to pay for the iPhone 15. We don't have any 
specials that you can trade your phone in. And I said, I don't think that's correct because the last time I paid the phone outright and he said, no, you're paying the phone off. Anyway, I'm, my, my iPhone is slowing down. The battery isn't lasting as long. And uh, I got so many apps on there. And of course, a thousand pictures and 500 videos and whatever. So it, it, I, I need a new phone, but that off on a tangent. Um, there we go. Yeah, I think I read I think I read all these reviews to you. Yeah. Well, I wanted to read one of them to you. Um, here's one, you know, five stars. Raw and real is Andrew's deal. Appreciate the transparency, even in rants and expression of opinions. The vulnerability is raw, real, and authentic. And thanks for sharing your journey with us. That's what I'm talking about. I I, I don't hold back. I just come on here and I and, and that's what I did that night that I went on a date. And I didn't do anything negative. I I praised this woman up and down. I told everybody how beautiful she was, what a, what a great time we had, and I, I just repeated a conversation we had, and she didn't like that. And 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 I don't blame her, but I, I'm not going to get back to that. But the following week, I came on here and I apologized to her on the podcast and I don't know if she still listens. She probably doesn't. If she didn't like what I said and told me she wasn't going to communicate with me anymore, I don't know why she would continue to listen to my podcast. So um, if she's listening, I do apologize for, for not asking you first, but I have my self-respect and my dignity and I'm, I'm trying to create, this is my way of expression. This podcast is my it's my therapy. It's my way to come on here on a weekends and fucking I'm so there I, I just said it. I get out of my system what's bothering me. I used to pay a therapist $175 every session to go in there and sit on a chair and do the same thing. I still do that with, with a therapist, but it's for, she's a nurse practitioner and I, I'm on some medication that she prescribes. So I have to do that. But there was another therapist that I would pay each week and just open up and rant. And, and why pay someone to do that when I could do it here? And you guys listen, whether you listen or not. Right now, I am literally looking at myself in a computer. So I don't see an audience in front of me. I don't know if there's 50 of you listening or 500 of you listening. I mean, ultimately, I look at the data and I know how many people listen to each episode. The point is, is that I don't want to have to hold back on my podcast. I want to be able to come on here and talk about whatever I want to talk about. With a footnote, without hurting somebody else. So I'm not going to out anybody. You know, when I started this podcast and I was really angry at my ex, I didn't name her. 
I didn't tell. I made up a name. I called her Laura. She's not not even close to her name. I didn't. I didn't say what country she was from because she was emigrated here. I, there was so much information about her that I could have detailed that could have actually gotten her in trouble. I came on here, and all I did was talk about. how the relationship was toxic. At the time, I thought I was a victim and that she did all this stuff to me. I'm the one that stayed in that relationship and and received and accepted the abuse. And I had the freedom to walk away anytime I wanted. And I did not. And I had therapists and sponsors and very close friends and family members who I would complain to, oh, look what she did to me this week. And she cheated on me last week, I think, but I don't have the proof. And and everybody would just look at me and go, what do you want us to do? What do you, you're still there. Walk away. But I didn't. I stayed from the first day that I suspected she was cheating and doing some other prostituting, I'm going to say it. So I take accountability for all of that. And in taking this past year off, and now, see, the... I came on tonight with the intent to celebrate almost my one-year anniversary. It's not really down to the day, but it's around this time last year I started this podcast. And you would think that I would be on here being happy, joyous, and free. And and and, and I am. And I, th- and, and I still thank everybody that has supported me. I have gotten some wonderful feedback on all of the social media and I have a social media uh, manager. Her name is Lindsay Brown. Lindsay, you are a doll. Thank you. She, if you guys look at my Instagram, my TikTok and my Facebook and you see all those promos, that's not me. That's Lindsay. Okay. She's technically employed by me. (laughs) So, uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, Yeah, so I was, yeah, you would think I'd be on here tonight being joy, all excited about it's one year and I'm still on. And yes, I've grown. My my listenership almost tripled in the past, I don't know, four to five, six months. For the first year, uh, for the first six months, when you join the podcast service that distributes your podcast, they give you the analytics. They they track your podcast. They tell you exactly who's listening. They don't identify you by IP address, but the location. So I know where in the country or globally. I have listeners in Australia, South America, Europe. I got somebody in Alaska and I, and, and Hawaii. I got somebody in Hawaii. So 
and 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 most recently, not only do I have somebody in, in England, London, and Spain, because I didn't, I actually had a woman from Spain reach out to me, and I did a appearance on her podcast in Spain. Anyway, the point is, is I'm all over the place, and and it, I'm it, this podcast is growing. I'm 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 getting out there, but there's five million podcasts. This estimation. So if you take one of those scales, right, the top 5% podcasters are up here, the ones that have 5 million listeners, Joe Rogan, you know, and, and go down, Esther Perel, and you go down the list, down to the, 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 the podcaster at the very bottom who might have five listeners, you know, I, According to one of the communities I joined, I'm I'm between half and the top. I'm in two thirds, only because I'm still I'm still going. I so to be considered a successful podcaster, and you can be independent like I am, or you can be picked up by a um, a podcast or a uh, a multimedia company could pick you up and produce it for you and, and promote it for you and pay you for it. I haven't reached that status yet. And, and although I would invite that, I, um, I don't know that I'm ready for that yet, but I would invite that. I've actually had on LinkedIn two job offers to be a podcaster for a company. They wanted me to apply and I did not apply. That's another whole story. Uh, I've been told I have a good voice. Uh, uh, well, I know that. I was a DJ in high school, and I've done voiceovers. I've done uh, many public speaking events. But I need, don't need to get into all that. So, I was just in a very bad mood tonight, and I don't know why. I think the past year of staying single, I have kind of slid into this comfortable space where not having a woman normally in a relationship on a Friday night especially in the middle of the winter, there's my couch right there, there would be a woman that we would be under a blanket watching Netflix or Amazon or Paramount or Apple, whatever. That's good. That's what the last girlfriend and I would do. And, and the one before that on, on the cold nights, I'm, I'm not talking about year round. I'm talking about, you know, on the nights that you, don't go out and do something. But I don't have anybody. And I've become comfortable coming home night after night after night. And I now have a routine. And I am almost terrified to get into a relationship at this point because I have gotten so complacent and comfortable in my... To anybody who's listening, who's single... 
whether you're dating or or just not dating because you're not you just whatever whatever reason you know what I'm talking about you you have this routine from the minute you wake up in the morning to the minute you go to bed at night you have a certain way of doing things throughout that day you know whether you work or not whether maybe you volunteer maybe you're a mother maybe you're a, you know whatever you do during the day you have a routine and, and a way of thing that you I never had that when I was in relationships because I was always trying to please the other person and I never took time to take care of myself. Today, I take care of myself. I weigh 170 pounds. Before my sobriety, I got sober almost nine years ago, I was 250 pounds. Two years ago, I dropped down to 140. Not on purpose. I wasn't trying to lose any weight. I got to take a sip of water. Somehow I I just lost weight. And my doctor and family and everybody said, hey, you got to go to the doctor and get checked out. Why are you losing this weight? Turns out that I just stopped eating red meat and I stopped eating junk food and I stopped eating McDonald's and Burger King and Popeye's and fried food and potato chips and processed foods. And I'm not going to bore you with what I eat today, but it is all natural, organic food. I I buy everything fresh and I cook my own meals. That's all I'm going to say about it. So, but I, I still have a couple of pounds that I like to lose because at my age, I have what they might refer to as a beer gut, but I don't drink beer. I'm sober. I don't drink, but I still have that little flab. But even today, somebody at my job said to me, what are you doing? You look like skin and bones. So I guess my face and my body i i might hide that belly well because people are telling me i'm looking too thin you know what maybe maybe that's why i'm two nights ago i i and i will admit this i take i take something to go to sleep at night um I'm one of those people that have racing thoughts. So when my head hits the pillow, I could be so tired. But when my head hits the pillow and I close the eyes, then that, we used to call them voice recorders or tape recorders start playing. And you start thinking about your day and you start thinking about whatever. And it doesn't shut up goes on and on and on and there are times if if i'm not sedated i i i have to sit up and and i turn the tv back on to drown out my thoughts i've learned meditation and i take a mild sedative to go to sleep and it is legal and i get a prescription prescription for it so uh anyway two nights ago i in my routine i got into bed and did my 
routine and, and then went to sleep. I had the most horrific nightmares that night. And I can't remember the last time I had a nightmare. I just don't get them. The the the, the medicine that I take probably I know that I dream, but I don't remember them. Anyway, the point is two nights ago, I had a really, really, really disturbing dream. Very disturbing. It had nothing to do with my ex or any romance or anything about that. It was just, I'm not going to get into it, but uh, I think I'm just a little frustrated. Um, it's a year after. So, my relationship ended in October of 2023. No, 22. October of 2022. I started the podcast in January. It is now a year later. And while I have come a long way, I am now comfortable in my own skin. I don't care that I'm home alone tonight. I really don't care. I am literally talking to you. And then I'm going to go watch some TV. And then tomorrow morning, I got a full morning. I got to get up. I'm going to go to an AA meeting. Uh, I, I got food shopping to do. I got laundry to do. Sunday morning, I'm playing tennis with my tennis club. Um, and then uh, I, I may see one of my sons Saturday, Sunday afternoon. I, I, I'm happy. But, but why am I pissed off tonight? I just don't know. Good friend of mine just called me um, as I began recording you. I had to, I had to silence it. Uh, she's probably going to listen to this. So, um, I, I don't want to say her name, but she knows who she is. You called me right in the middle of me doing it. That's why I didn't take your call. Um, I will call you back. <laughs> so, all right. I, I think I, I blabbered on enough. Uh, I was going to read you some more reviews. I, I, I'm not going to bore you with those tonight. Um, I am, just to give you an update on the dating world, I back on Facebook dating, and I am now talking to three women. Um, I'm just... I, I think that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm talking to three women. Um, normally, I would go into detail and, and tell you what my thoughts about each one of them are, but I'm not going to do that because the last time I did that, it backfired on me. And that's part of the problem is that I don't want to be filtered. I don't want to be, I don't want to have to come on here and hold back. You know, six months ago when I did that and it got me in trouble, the woman didn't like it. I didn't care because I wasn't really ready to, to be in a relationship. But now I am, well, they call this cuffing season, right? This is the season between, I think, the week or two before Thanksgiving through Valentine's Day is cuffing season. And that, I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't need, I don't know why they call it cuffing, but it's a time when single people really put an effort into finding a soulmate or partner. Boy, where does soulmate come from? A partner. They start they get their dating apps are hopping and I, I, whatever. I um 
talking to three women on on Facebook. So one of the things I'll be doing in the bed watching TV will be chatting with these women. So all right, I, I think I've talked long enough. Um, I don't know if I got out why I was upset at tonight. I'm pissed off at something. Um, but the good part is, I think I just may have just solved it. I just talked to you guys and I feel better already. So, um, listen, uh, oh yeah, there is one more thing. I am, if you guys haven't watched the documentary on Netflix and Amazon called the twin flames universe, one's called escaping the twin flames universe and one's called seeking the soulmate. two different networks did two different documentaries on the twin flames universe cult. And I'm going to say the word cult. They don't call themselves a cult. They call themselves an organization. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. I mentioned it last week and tonight Lindsay's putting up a promo on Instagram and Facebook, I'm looking for members of this TFU X members and the family members to come on here and help me bring this organization down. They need, listen, Netflix and Amazon is pretty big. I can't compete with them, but I want to continue the conversation. I think Netflix, this is what happened. Netflix and Amazon did this documentary. It raised all this hubbub and everybody got all up in arms about it and all these groups started popping up on Facebook of which I belong to a couple of them and I, I'm asking them to come forward if you're an ex-member or a family member of somebody who's in this cult or have any knowledge or, or, or maybe worked for them because apparently when you go to this cult and you work there they don't pay you it's a real company and they're, I think they're they're trying to hide under the religious law where they don't have to pay taxes it, it you gotta you gotta watch this documentary it's just freaking amazing what they're getting away with I am looking for people to talk to about this so anybody if you have any knowledge about this outside knowledge inside knowledge you were there your your child is still in there. Uh, you work there, whatever, or you have an opinion about it, please contact me and I'll put you on. We'll talk about it. Okay, that was the one thing. I, I, I've been talking about this for two or three weeks and I'm trying to find somebody to come on. I have one person that I have recorded that she and I had a deep conversation about it. But um, I want to do like a docu-series. I want to do like several weeks of a deep dive into this whole twin flames thing. So, okay, I, I got to go uh, on that note. And as always, as I end my podcast, um, if you could share this with somebody, if you know somebody that could benefit this coming Tuesday, we'll drop my next episode. I'll have a great interview for you. And if you are in a dating relationship situationship and you are thinking of committing Please, I urge of you to take some time before you jump and commit. Were there any red flags that you missed? Uh, You're going to get me to go off on a tangent here because I missed or I ignored huge red flags in my last relationship. 
that would have told me from day one that she was going to do what she did to me. So I urge you to take some time and analyze those little things that you saw, but you said, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to ignore that. Or maybe it'll go away. It doesn't. And if your gut, your intuition is telling you that something's not right, believe it. Okay. That's it. Anonymous Andrew, until next week, until next episode, until whenever. Ciao.